Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Red Dead Redemption for the Super Nintendo. Not not quite. Not quite. We played Sunset Riders for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know, all those westerns kind of just blend together a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the Red Dead series was even conceived of when this was out in arcades. No. 1991. 91. Yeah, I can't imagine that they ever imagined they could do something like that. Anyway, Red Dead Redemption. Nope. (sighs) Nope. Nope. That's not the game we've played. It's Sunset Riders. Sunset Riders is a side-scrolling shooting game. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say shoot em yes. up, but you told me that that's not what this is. No. This is a different. It's just not you're just shooting, and you're side-scrolling, and you're cowboys, <laughs> and yeah. you're killing bad guys. And yeah, I, I remember growing up and playing this game in the arcade. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was at the roller rink or at the indoor soccer facility. But I do remember playing this game quite often. I remember having fun playing this game. Yeah. And I remember never making it past the first. Maybe maybe you go to the second level a couple times, but I don't remember often making it past the first level. Yeah, this game is basically just Wild West Contra. And yeah. I think that that probably explains why you never made it past the second level because you never made it past the second level in Contra either. No, yeah, you're right. Like rarely, you know, you'd always get to the second level in Contra and then die very quickly on the second one and uh i feel like that is probably pretty true at this level although yeah. uh sunset riders actually has a much more difficult first boss than contra you're not just fighting a wall <laughs> right first you're actually boss, fighting yeah. a real boss so um yeah i think maybe as a whole the game feels a little easier than contra maybe oh yeah uh, well yeah i let's see we 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 played it a couple times uh, before having to turn on the the infinite lives, right? And we made it to, what we make it to the third level, fourth uh, level. I think we made it to the fourth level. Yeah, we made it to the the whatever the brothers, the Smith brothers. Is that who they were? Yeah. So the fourth bosses, yeah. it's like the second bosses in the third level. I don't really know how you want to classify it, but yeah, you know, it, it's possible. You know, I feel like it's definitely it starts off easier than Contra. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's uh, from a top-down view, like fun, just generally speaking, I guess. Yeah, that's the first thing that I have written down for what it did well. I said it was fun. Yeah. It's a fun game, and I think that the reason it's fun is because it's just so different than any other game that I played when I was younger. I mean, it's one of the only Western... It's the only Western game that I can remember playing. Cowboys and Indians was definitely a big uh, you know, genre growing up when I was a kid. <laughs> right. But I don't remember there being a lot of video games, and so this one kind of stood out for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually never played this at the arcade growing up. I played it at... Um, like a friend's at somebody's house in my friend's neighborhood growing up and had no other exposure to it other than that, like one time as a child. And then I acquired it as an adult. And um, I just remember having such a good time with it. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that makes this game so fun is just the amount of variation that there is. 
I mean, you you have your uh, you're just walking levels where you're a cowboy and you're walking around and you're shooting stuff. Then you got levels where you're on a horse. You got levels where you're on a train. You got levels outdoors. You got levels indoors. You got levels where you're, uh, you know, jumping on top of a stampede of cows, and you know they mix it up. Yeah, there was definitely variety there. I don't know that that made any difference in the fun factor for me. I think the game controls well. I think it has interesting mechanics. I think um, the, the mechanics aren't like particularly deep, but they work well. No, you really you got jump, you got shoot, you got like a sliding yep. move where you can like mm-hmm. slide around on the ground, and uh, and you can move around with the you know the D pad, but that's that's yeah. pretty much it. Well, you can jump back and forth between planes where the like levels allow there to be multiple multiple levels. Yeah, a lot of times you can walk on the ground or you can jump up to a second level, and that could be like the balcony of a saloon yeah. or you know whatever. So yeah, there's definitely usually a couple different ways that you can attack the level from, but the the variation actually was a big thing for me because I don't know I can get kind of bored doing the same thing over and over, and so it seemed like they they did a good job of changing it up. Uh, you know, you go through a level and then none of the levels are super long either. You kind of have like the level that feels like the right amount of time, and then mm-hmm. right when it starts to be like okay, uh, then you get to the boss and you fight a boss. Yeah, one of the things I think that the game actually did well is it didn't overstay its welcome at all. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a perfect length. I had, with the amount of time that we spent with it and like the entire time that we spent with it, I was having a lot of fun the whole time. Yeah, I never got like bored of it or never felt like, oh, this is so lame. We've played some other games where like when you turn on the the infinite lives or whatever it can kind of just turn into a slog because mm-hmm. you're just like button mashing trying yeah. to like get through the level and this one even though we did have to turn on infinite lives just because it, it was too difficult for us to tackle with yeah. our, our skill set today uh we were able to like get through the game and it didn't ever feel like i've been shooting this boss for 15 minutes and right. he's still not dying like everything took the amount of time that you would think and it had good pacing uh the bosses when you're shooting them and like the, the closer they get to death, it, there's usually like a few different like steps in the boss fight. So like they'll, they'll start off and they'll have like some sort of like barrier mm-hmm. and you'll shoot the barrier and eventually that will crumble and then be gone. And then you'll be shooting the boss and eventually they'll start flashing and you kind of has good pacing. You can tell like as you're progressing through the boss fight when it's getting close to the end. And uh, I thought they did a really good job. And yeah, you're right. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's fun the whole time. Yeah, it was fun before we turned on Infinite Lives. And it was even fun after we turned on Infinite Infinite Lives. Um, We had to, what is it? We got two game overs before we turned on Infinite Lives. Yeah. And I didn't mind restarting or starting from the beginning of this game three different times. I was still having a lot of fun. Yeah, Um, no, it's definitely a fun game. Yeah, it changed in an interesting way when we turned on the Infinite Lives where it just became more competitive of us trying to kill the boss faster and get cuz when you beat a boss, it shows uh, which player did a higher percentage of damage and that's the person that gets a score bonus. Yeah. So, so it doesn't a, matter. Yeah. You could have, you know, one person does 49% damage to the boss, the other person does 51%. Whoever did that more damage is getting 100% of the bounty. Mm. Cuz like the story is that that you are a bounty hunter and there's all these bad guys and you're going to go get them and each one 
has like a different bounty. And so each boss as you progress gets a, a higher and higher bounty. Yeah. And so you get a little bit of money for killing the guys throughout the levels, but you get a ton of money for killing the bosses. And uh, so, you, yeah, you're right. As soon as we switched to the infinite lives, it became less about just like trying to survive and beat the game and definitely more of a competition between the two of us to yeah. see who could uh, defeat the boss, who could get the most points. And yeah. uh, it wasn't really close. You kind of destroyed <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was still fun, though. Like, I, I enjoyed that shift in sort of the co- the competitive side of things versus yeah. the survival. Both were interesting to me, and I like playing the game both ways. But, yeah, yeah. I killed every boss with yeah. a higher percentage than you. You did. You definitely did. I did win, uh, was there two or three mini games? Yeah. There's like a shooting gallery game where enemies will like pop up on the the eight different places on the screen. Or is it nine? I don't know. There's a, a bunch of different spots. And yeah. You, you kind of move your cursor around and you're trying to get the, be the first one to shoot them. And uh, I won both of those. <laughs> those did not pay very much, yes, though. Yes, you did. Uh, and those are not like a winner-takes-all kind of payout system, so it did not really help me in trying to catch up to you. No, and I feel like you just played the game better than me, just generally speaking. At I, least when we were uh, playing without infinite lives, I was losing my continues faster than you were. You know, it's really nice to hear you say that, because I, I feel like <laughs> I was playing the game better than you. Uh, in, the, <laughs> in the regular levels, like, I wasn't dying, I was staying alive, I was getting the power-ups and, like, the pickups and everything, and then we'd get to the boss... And I think that <laughs> to my detriment, I was trying to be a team player. And so I would like be taking out like the little henchmen and like trying to protect you. And then the further we got, like I realized I'm taking out the henchmen and he's getting all the, the rewards for killing the boss. Right. And so then the further we got in the game, we definitely started competing right. and both trying to get the most hits on the boss. You And I did get close. I got like, I got 49% to your 51% <laughs> once or twice. And uh, I, I never quite got over the hump, never could take out a higher percentage of the boss than you did though. I think you did a good job of keeping us out of heap big trouble. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we, we can definitely transition into the fact that this game is funny. It has a lot of personality yeah. and I don't know if it's like intentional or unintentional, but the bosses say funny stuff. The, the, yeah. like the non-playable characters say funny stuff. One of the bosses, I think it's the third boss, dark, dark horse. horse. He comes out, he's on a horse. It's got armor on, which is kind of funny because, like, you know, it's it's Wild West. It's like a – oh, I'm not going to remember the name of it now. There's, like, this, like, Australian cowboy movie. I think it's called, like, Nat Kelly or something like that. And the climax of the movie, spoiler alert, it's, like, 15 years old. So sorry if you haven't seen this yet. It's a true story about these, like, Australian cowboys uh, and they, like, wore body armor, like, actual, like, suits of armor. And that's how, like, they stayed alive. What? And they ended up all dying anyway. But this guy, <laughs> Dark Horse, comes out – this is actually back in the game, not in the movie now – uh, comes out on this horse. He's got armor on, but he's not even wearing a shirt. He's like completely bare chested, wearing like overalls. He kind of looks like Vladimir Putin a little bit. Like this would have been too early for that, but he comes out and he says, uh, "You in heap big trouble." And then at the end of the level, once you've killed him, he says, "Me in heap big trouble," and he like runs away. And it was great. Yeah. Um, when I was doing research for this game, um, I think a lot of the actual <clears throat> audio clips from the arcade version made it into the Super Nintendo version. Oh, cool. Um, and as I was watching like YouTube comparisons between the arcade version and the Super Nintendo version and like the Genesis version, 
because there's also a Genesis version of this of this game, which is uh, it's it's a bit different, but the gameplay is largely intact. But the Super Nintendo version is actually pretty accurate of an arcade port with a few like censored things in it. But yeah, I mean, it's been forever since I played it as a kid, but it was yeah. still the same you know, the same kind of experience. I didn't feel like it right. was a, a, a huge difference. So I think that that clip is probably actually from the arcade game. That's awesome. I would, you would never <laughs> make it there unless you had like a ton of money to, to pump into this machine. But, uh, or you were just actually good. I, you know, as a kid, you never actually like got good at these games. Yeah, you would just know. put your quarters in and try to get as far as you could and then go and either try to beg your parents for more quarters or, like look under the arcade machines behind the arcade machines like go fishing all like the return slots on the machines and just hope for another quarter so you could keep playing yeah i feel like we i mean we did get better and better at it oh yeah we for got sure farther and farther so I, I wonder where that would have topped out if we would have just kept trying to play it without infinite lives i'm sure I mean, i'm like you could probably get better at this game. I mean, I know you can. I, I'm not talking about like for like pro gamers or whatever. For like a normal <laughs> person, runners. you could definitely learn some tricks. You could get better at dodging the bullets. You could like learn the timing of stuff. But there's definitely some of the later bosses where it's like, oh my goodness, I have no idea how you avoid that or how you don't get killed. Especially like the Chief Wigwam. He's like throwing these knives and then there's like, you have to like perfectly position yourself to not oh, be getting yeah. hit by them. And we probably died like, 20 times each just on that one boss fight yeah he was probably my least favorite because it was it was that felt like the most chaotic boss fight to me i think in the whole game i mean the the final boss was kind of tough but chief wigwam felt like the least fun i think or the one where we died the most yeah he he just moved around a lot he kind of reminded me of like shredder from uh hyperstone heist where like he's like constantly moving around and like shifting planes and like it's a hard it's like difficult to even like get shots on him but the best part about chief wigwam is once you do defeat him and like he's like (laughs) sitting there and he's like he's like ready for like your final blow to take him out like his sister comes running onto the screen and she says don't shoot my brother like spare him or whatever he was just following orders yeah you're like totally (laughs) thinking like we just shot him several million times right. like is one more bullet really gonna kill him it's like i don't know it's kind of funny but the, yeah. the game definitely has personality and it's uh that that adds to the fun aspect of it for sure yeah i um i also liked the upgrade system in this game um very simple very simple you can get double guns and then like more powerful guns and so it has like like Contra, you get a bunch of different guns, like spread shot and rockets and all that stuff. And it gets really annoying when you die in Contra because you lose your stuff. Whereas in this game, it doesn't feel like as much of a step back when you lose it. And I yeah. like that simplicity of it, of you are getting better stuff, but it's not like that painful to lose it. There's only two tiers, so you're not yeah. like going way down when you when you die. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. An interesting thing with the power-ups is you have four different characters that you can choose to play. Mm. You got Billy, you got Bob, <laughs> you got Carmano, and I don't remember the last one's name. It's uh, Steve, Billy, Bob, and Cormano. <laughs> Steve, Billy, Bob, and Cormano. Uh, and two of them are like pistol fighters, and two of them are shotgun guys. Yeah. And you and I, we both went for the shotgun guys. Right. Because the spread, like everybody other than the bosses dies in one hit. 
Mm-hmm. So having like that shotgun spread definitely is good during the, the like the levels. I'm not sure, and we couldn't really figure out if the the pistol fighters if their bolts did more damage to the bosses. Maybe they they kill them or they definitely shoot a little bit faster. Um, yeah. But the overall the, the shotgun guys definitely seem to be the better choice for us, especially once you get like you're dual wielding the shotguns and they have the powered up bullets. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of just wreaking havoc on everybody until you until you die yeah i wonder though if we were good at this game if the the pistols would have been better because if we could actually like hit our targets and kill them faster maybe we would die less yeah there has to be some sort of uh, benefit to that so i'm sure that there there's like some hidden thing that we didn't yeah. figure out because we both you know we tried the pistol fighters for not a whole lot of time and then once we died we're like all right shotgun guys mm-hmm. and then both of us stuck with the shotgun guys for the rest of the game yeah i'd be curious to watch maybe like speed runs if they exist for this game and what speedrunners tend to use oh, i'm sure i'm sure that there's people out there that that you know <laughs> speed run this game because it's not long you can no you can go through i mean it only took us an hour less than an hour well there's only like eight stages total yeah and no, each I guess- one is i would say three minutes or less yeah, it's not long, so no, it's probably definitely it was probably less than that. So I'm sure there's people speedrunning this game, uh, but yeah, I think the last thing that I have written down for what this game does well is it has really cool art and pretty good music. Yeah, and uh, just you know, it's it's got a lot of cool stuff. It's got a lot of variation, like I said before. There's different levels, and uh, and they don't recycle stuff uh, very often. And so mm-hmm. I mean, other than like the actual bad guys. But every boss is is really different. Uh, they have like different play styles. Some of them, you know, have similar stuff. A lot of times, you're on the ground and you're shooting up at the boss or whatever. But each of them have their own stage and their own like uh, environment and their own like kind of mm-hmm. different play style. And uh, the art that they put into all the different levels and stuff, it was just really cool. Like I never felt like I was getting bored of looking at it because there was always something new coming. Yeah, one of the things that really stood out to me about this game is the animations specifically. Like when you're on the horses and your guy is actually like aiming up to the left, he's like turned around. Whereas if you're just holding left, you actually see him kind of facing the opposite direction, pointing backwards. It's just like, I know it's kind of hard maybe to picture based on that description, but... No, but I mean, they uh, definitely like put some effort and thought into into the graphics and... Uh, it's funny when if you're on top of like the stampeding uh, herd of cows, mm-hmm. your guys are doing these like funny high need run yeah. thing, and it, it's just like I don't know. They definitely just like put a lot of thought and effort into the graphics, and yeah, it looks cool. There's more animations I feel like in this game than there is in like a lot of games that we play, as yeah. far as like old school stuff. You know, when you're walking to the boss, like my guy was like reloading his shotgun. And then like putting it away underneath his poncho and your guy was doing something else. Yeah. Um, it's not just, they're not palette swaps or anything like that. All the characters look distinct and they all have different animations and stuff. And I really appreciated looking at this game. Yeah, uh, it definitely is a, a, a good game to look at. And the, and the music wasn't bad either. And you never got like yeah. bored or it wasn't too repetitive. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It wasn't always the most like Western themed music, <laughs> but uh, it was good. Yeah, I feel like Konami. I was thinking about it this week, and I feel like Konami might be like my favorite publisher developer of like eight bit, sixteen bit era stuff. Because I always feel like the music is good and the graphics are good and the games are fun. 
um, at least everything that comes to mind. And it like, I was kind of getting bummed out, like thinking about how we're not getting a lot of like what Capcom is doing now, how they just release like the beat em up collection. And they're like releasing like resident evil remakes and the new devil may cry. And like all this stuff that is like super fan servicey now, whereas Konami is kind of like pivoted as a company. And I would love to see like, the arcade version of Sunset Riders come out on like PS4 and Switch and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm bummed because Konami just isn't doing what Capcom is doing. But I feel like every Konami game that we end up playing is just, it's always like, man, this is a great game. Yeah, they definitely put effort in the games and uh, you're not going to get something slapped together. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say that is in the what this game does well column? No, I think uh, I think we've kind of touched on everything that I have written down. All right. Well, I think we can pivot and shift over to the things that it doesn't do so well. And for me, the number one thing and the thing that stands out the most is uh, if you're just picking this up to play and have fun, which is a game, if this is a game that you can do that, or if you want to just grab a friend, introduce them to this game for the first time, and you want to just play through it, it's not going to be possible for you to beat it without using the cheats. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the that's I I have written down that it's like just hard to stay alive. Yeah, for sure. And the thing about this game is, you know, for the time, it it's a faithful adaptation of the arcade game and like it was definitely really cool, but now like I'm looking at this game now in like 2019 and thinking like what would this game be if it came out today? And I kind of like was like imagining this game would be kind of cool as like a roguelike kind of game because it's yeah. short and and I feel like it would be cool to like uh you know pick up different weapons and be able to like mm-hmm. introduce those and like and like really power your guy up and for the later stages yeah and I feel like a, like a re-release of this like with that roguelike kind of uh, genre would be kind of really interesting. That's an interesting thought. I know, and I was just thinking like this would be perfect for it because it's not too long and you have like a lot of a variation. I don't know. It seems like it'd be cool. I feel like if we had that game though, you would have to lose the one hit death, like Contra style gameplay. Um, that I see. That's another thing too. Like that. I don't really see the one hit death as like, a. that was one of the things that was kind of frustrating in the gameplay. Yeah. And, uh, I, I feel like, you know, especially when you die and every person in the game dies with one hit and then you get mm-hmm. to the bosses and it's like, what, like what's going on in this world? Like trying to just like imagine like the world that you're in <laughs> right. that the bosses can absorb like hundreds of bullets. But if you get grazed by one, you're dead. Yeah. It would be interesting if you could actually use like the money that you earned from like killing bosses or enemies and like buy more lives or like get different guns or something like that. I think that that would be a cool feature to be added but again i mean it's an arcade port so like yeah no i'm just just, thinking of you know looking at it today yeah you know in 2019 trying to evaluate it by today's standards right it's definitely a fun game to play if you have those cheats cheats to turn on the infinite lives not so fun if you are just trying to like grind it out and like uh unless you have a ton of time to sink into this game which (laughs) there's always those people and this is one of those games that i i know that there's people out there that do that but like for me, just thinking about it, like pick this game up. I want to like just sit down and play this game with my wife, play this game with a friend, whatever. Like unless you're turning those cheats on, you're not going to get very far and you're you're going to eventually get frustrated. Yeah. And kind of uh, on that point a little bit is if both players end up losing all their lives at the same time, you have to start the level over yeah. instead of letting you just continue where you left off. So that kind of made it, uh, I feel like a little bit unnecessarily 
difficult just because it was the boss killed me. And before I had time to press start, like you died too. And so we have to start the level over. And it's like, why is that a thing? Yeah. Cause it doesn't happen any other time. Yeah, it's not like you, it's weird. you both run out of lives and you gotta start the level over. Uh, the other thing that, that really stood out to me as a negative is just a little bit too much emphasis on the bosses. Uh, like a lot of the levels you're going through and there's like a lot of cool stuff going on, but they don't seem very long. And it's sort of just like, here's a little bit of intro and then here's the boss. And mm-hmm. like I said, you know, everybody's a one hit kill and then you get to the boss and they're just like this unstoppable thing. I, I like the bosses because they have a lot of personality. They have like a, a lot of uh, differentiation between them. But like we said earlier, all of the points that matter in this game, if you're playing this as like friend versus friend trying to do high score, and I'm not just saying this because you killed me in points because I couldn't <laughs> like ever get enough hits on the bosses, but like all like having, you know, you go through a level and maybe between the two of you, you collect like a couple thousand points and then you get to the boss and the boss is worth like 30, 40, 50, 100,000 points. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit, not a little bit. It's just way too heavily uh, weighted over to the bosses for the points and the the focus, I guess. Well, since the game does center around like bounty hunters, that kind of makes some no, level I, of sense. It does. It does. But I'm just I'm just saying if it, there's not a whole lot of stuff like I literally only have <laughs> two things written right. down. And those are the things that stood out to me It's a little bit too much emphasis on the boss. And, uh, you know, it's just difficult to beat without the cheats i just realized uh, since we were talking about modernizing this game i feel like the closest thing that i've played to a modern version of this is cuphead yeah like i don't know if you've seen much cuphead or played it at all i've never played it but i mean it was impossible to not see it uh, yeah i feel like yeah if you're if if you're interested in what this game is um but you're looking for like a completely different looking game cuphead is kind of a good place to go it's kind of funny that you say that because we started this game and at the very beginning like you get to a wall and the game is forcing you to realize that you can jump up to balconies by like holding down the jump button and it reminded me of like that infamous video of the game reviewer who couldn't figure out in the tutorial of cuphead like how to jump over the teacup you've seen this no i haven't seen some it. game reviewer and he gave it like a really bad review because he couldn't get past the <laughs> the opening like the very first thing that teaches you like how wow. to how to double jump or whatever interesting and i was like oh you jumped up there and i was like oh i'm an idiot like i was just sitting <laughs> here like trying to shoot these boxes couldn't get through the wall and it's like oh just jump i wonder if you would have figured that out if we had like never played this game before I, it we, definitely helped watching you do it i probably would have spent like 10, 15 more seconds, like trying to shoot the boxes or like go through the door or something. Yeah. But eventually, you know, you're going to hold on the jump button. We read the manual and I don't even remember if there was anything in the manual about jumping up to balconies or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, you, you have so few controls. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's not like you're using uh, a, you right. know, a, a PlayStation controller with all those buttons. You really only are using a, a few buttons. So, uh, yeah, I would have figured out eventually. I think a PlayStation controller only has like two extra. No, I mean like buttons. a modern a modern <laughs> PlayStation controller with all your triggers and No, literally, I think it's only two more buttons. <laughs> You're right, yeah. <laughs> See, this is important. Like we have to reemphasize in each episode that that I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to gaming and uh, I'm just here to provide oh, the everyman's man. opinion, you know? So you're right. Yeah, no, the Super Nintendo controller does have the... Unless you count the analog sticks and being able to click them as like another 
two and a half buttons a piece. I don't know. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but you're really all, I mean in this game you're only using <laughs> you're only using two buttons really. Well, there's three. So there's jump shoot and then there's slide. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I always kept and forgetting about the slide button. Which is super helpful, jump, but I yeah. would just forget about it. Up and jump is how you change to balconies and then down and jump is how you jump down from balconies. So Yeah. Not too complicated in the control department. Um, no, and that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. Especially for an arcade game, you know, you're not you're right. not going crazy with the controls. The uh the only other negative that I actually have written down about the game is on the Super Nintendo version, which I think you can in the Genesis version. I can't remember. I didn't actually like I don't know. Uh you can't stay in place and aim. You have to walk. If you're aiming like up into the right or up into the left, you're going to be walking to the right or to the left. Yeah, and that, you know, it definitely is a little bit inconvenient when you're trying to like get perfect placement to shoot a boss while not yeah. getting hit by somebody. But it does force you to to be moving around, and that actually is a good strategy for staying alive in this game is moving around yeah. and focusing on the the enemy's bullets, not necessarily focusing as much on your your aim and your bullets and focusing more on avoiding mm. and which requires movement. So it, it definitely is a negative, but it forced us, I think, to get a little bit better at the game. Yeah, it's just interesting that it's in the Genesis version but not in the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. I feel like it would have been helpful because – I think I died a lot as a result of not being able to stop my character, but still keep shooting. <laughs> but maybe that's my fault for playing a little more offensively and not focusing, you know, on defense and staying alive. And I think that is really the big thing for like, if you wanted to beat this game without the cheats, you have to really have a defensive mindset mm-hmm. because you, you know, you only have so many lives, you only have so many continues. And you got to stay alive. Um, you know, we come at this thing uh, of playing the game in a couple hours, uh, getting through it. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it as like if you're picking this game up and just trying to have fun, not if you became an expert or put a lot of time into these games, which you can do with any of them. And, mm, and it comes yeah, up a lot sure. on our show that a lot of these older games are, are hard. <laughs> yeah. and I'm really glad that we have the option and the ability to run the cheats and to enjoy them that way because i think it makes it more enjoyable for us um because i just i'm the same as you i like to shoot a ton of stuff and to Mm. to go like full speed ahead and uh defensive play definitely has its its place in games i've never been into like stealth games or like stealth levels in games (laughs) because i just want to like run through and shoot everybody yeah i feel like on the topic of old games being hard it's not necessarily a knock against the game always maybe when we're talking about it in a modern context but i think back in the day when you picked up one of these games if sunset riders costed 60 to 70 dollars to pick up when it came out you would not want the game to last half an hour and then be done with it and be able to beat it every time oh so yeah I no feel like for sure you're it was right a good way to extend the life of a game and t- is to force people to get good at it um to get to feel like they're getting their money's worth out of it yeah, and that's that's a thing. Definitely looking at it through modern lenses and like evaluating the game today, it's it's different, and it should be. I mean, it, we're not trying to evaluate these games by their original standards. I mean, it's definitely important to like realize when a game was important for its time, but now we're coming at this with a, a different perspective. You're right. You're not the kid who only has three games, and you're gonna you're gonna spend all of your time getting really good and 
each time you put a few hours in and you get to that next level and it's a huge achievement. Like I don't have, I'm old now. (laughs) I don't have time to like spend hours of my life, like grinding away. Like I want to sit down and I want like instant gratification. I want to have fun and I want to beat the game. Cause so many times when I was a kid, like you said before, with like my experience with Contra as a kid, that Mm -hmm. was it. Like playing the game and still like never getting past that second level. And now as an adult, like being able to go back and play these games with like save states or the cheat codes to have infinite lives. It's cool because I can actually see all the stuff I never yeah. got to see. Those stuff that like there was just rumors. Like I remember like being in on the school bus or like uh, like on the playground and being like, yeah, did you know there's actually like a third level to Contra? I'm like, no, there's no way. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like Man. I. It was definitely. Uh, it's different. We have to approach it differently, and yeah. we're talking about like the game today and like how we play it today. And it's gonna be different. There's definitely still people out there that like difficult games. Like there's people who like Dark Souls and like I want to die yeah. many times. I like hard games. I mean, I love roguelikes. Like, that's probably one of my, if not my favorite genre. Um, I'm getting more and more into them. Like, uh, yeah. Enter the Gungeon, I've put more hours into that on my Switch <laughs> than any other game. Like, really? I, it surpassed uh, Legend of Zelda. I have 100 hours into Breath of the Wild, and I just checked the other day, and I have 105 hours into Gungeon. Wow. And I've actually, like, it, it is hard, and I, I've I've beaten it a bunch, but that's what that's what makes me like think that like this game would be cool as a roguelike yeah. to add some of that depth to the replay and to um, the grind. I guess of yeah. you're not just grinding to beat the level, but also to like have a little bit different experience each mm-hmm. time to get those new items and stuff. Yeah, I know that's not remotely possible back then, right? But uh, looking at it from today's standards, well, not possible in a highly polished arcade experience i mean i think the original rogue came out in what 81 or 83 so so we had like ascii character computer games that were doing all those crazy is that how you say that the a-s-c-i-i yeah i've never i've only like seen it written down i never knew that you could pronounce it that's cool all right, uh, learn something new. Yeah, unless I've been saying it wrong, but I'm like 90% you sure. You just got to own it. You just yeah, right? <laughs> you just made me second guess myself by being like, uh-huh. is that how that's pronounced? <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, do you have anything else that the game didn't do so well? That's it. That's that's my full list right there on those two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have three. The game really, man, this game, there's not a lot that it doesn't do well. Yeah, no, it's a fun game. Yeah, so what what do you think you'd pay? See, that's the thing. Now, like we've been talking about <laughs> it, and like I I feel like if I bought this, I would I would need to like we always go to like what would I pay for this on the eShop? and like, yeah. it'd be interesting to see this in like a Konami re-release. But I would really hope <sighs> they included some cheat codes or included an option for like infinite lives. Yeah, uh, like one thing that. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to keep going back to this. Like, I kind of want to see like these re-releases, these bundles. Like, it would be kind of cool to see them add some new stuff. And that's one of the things that's actually kind of neat with the... I mean, I know the Nintendo Switch Online service gets a lot of crap for what it doesn't do. <laughs> but one of the cool things that they actually are doing is with like the SP versions or the special editions or whatever, where like they'll include... Uh, you can start the game with all of the power-ups, oh, right? yeah, everything right. unlocked. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of would be a neat thing to see with some of these games. Anyway, totally off topic. What would I pay for this game if it popped up in the eShop? Uh, oh. 
it's it's like just such a simple game and it's not super long so i wouldn't want to drop a ton of money on it uh it's a good game though it's a really good game it is a good game i mean this game is to me is i would if i had to give it a score right now off the top of my head at least a nine dang see but it's just it's so short it's so short like i like i can like only see like getting it as like part of a bundle i don't know maybe uh, are you strictly just talking about modern like a modern yeah because i'm like i've yeah. just given up on approaching this from what, <laughs> what the cart would cost because that's just not who I, that's not who that's i not, am that's not what i asked. i'm not a collector <laughs> i know right. like what would i pay for the experience of playing this game and for me that is going to be on a modern system yeah because i just i'm not a collector okay and i like we just moved and all my retro stuff is in a box and I'm not sure that it's gonna come out of the box because I just don't really have a place to put it. Wow. And I, I, like in our last apartment, it just sat on the shelf, and I never once since in the three years that we lived there, I can like think of like maybe two times that the Retron got turned on. <laughs> and I'm playing a lot of these games when I'm playing them as like on the re-releases or in the bundles or something. So, wow. uh. It's just so short. That's the thing that is coming back to me. Like I couldn't drop fifteen bucks on this game because there's just not. It's not long enough. It's there's not like as much there. But if there wasn't infinite lives and you had to grind your way through it, <sighs> because the only reason it was so short, I mean, really, is because we didn't have to worry about continuing. I know, but long. I like that. I like that nice, short, quick experience. I I like this is dumb. Nobody wants to hear me agonize over this. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I don't know ten bucks, ten bucks. It's wow. tough because I that's hard because I really like this game. Yeah. But on its own, it, the way that I would play it with Infinite Lives, it's so short. And uh, what if you didn't have the option though? I wouldn't buy it. I, I it's, it, it's <laughs> what if you didn't know? You just saw the trailer. You never oh, heard of it on the eShop. You watched the trailer. You're like, this looks amazing. That's not how I buy games though. Like I'm, I'm pretty picky. <laughs> I'm a picky guy. This is why it's. it's Man. Well, let's hear you, because I. This is more interesting for. What, what would you pay for this game? What would I pay for this game? Without, <laughs> what is this experience worth to you? Without nostalgia glasses. Yeah. Oh man, this is hard. And this is part of like I was texting you. I think it was yesterday, about what this this was going to be an interesting one, because knowing how much I like this game. Yeah versus you know what the game is <clears throat> actually worth um i see that you, like, <laughs> you don't really have to like worry about spoiling me on this because i have a feeling that this is an expensive game it's just it's too good and it's too like popular this is a game i've heard of like i'm and it's a you know oh, an arcade bar. i have a feeling this is an expensive game so that's partly yeah. partly why you're agonizing over it. Like we're it both is. gonna sit here yeah. for 40 minutes talking about how awesome this game <laughs> is, and then we're gonna have to say that it's not worth it because it's gonna be some obscene <laughs> number. You're gonna be like, "Oh, it's a 300 dollars cart." Well, I would probably pay a lot more for it than you would probably think. Yeah, I know you would. Cause Which the number that's popping in my head right now is fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. I know. That's I know. like a modern full game. Yeah. Or like a regularly priced retro game when it came out. I know, originally. I know, I know. See, but we can't look at it like that. That's the whole point of the show. I know, but I know. as man, as a collector, I feel like this is one of those games that, like, we played Snow Brothers, and that's like a two hundred dollar game because it's rare or whatever. And it's not two hundred dollars because it's like two hundred dollars of fun. No, but like this game, I feel like it is a bit pricier 
because it's actually a great game. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it's not one of those games that I mean, I don't think it's it's like a super well-known game. I mean, I think people who are into retro games See, I don't know, know about I, it. maybe I don't know, maybe just because of the whatever arcade we were going to had it, but I feel like this is definitely a game that like I'm not the most, you know, up to date on all the popular retro games. That's not really yeah. my scene or whatever, but I this is a game that I know about that you know that sticks out for me from when I was a kid. So I yeah, know. like I said, I I only played it that one time as a kid, and that was the only time I'd ever heard of it. And so I picked it up based on that memory or whatever. All right. Well, so neither of us are having yeah, a whole lot of success. I, at, well, fifty dollars is the number that's popping into my head. <laughs> that's crazy. I feel like, man, I really like this game a lot. I like having it in my collection. Every time I play it, every time I pull it out, you know, whatever, yeah. once once or twice a year, because I've had this game, oh, for probably over 10 years now in my collection. Dang. Maybe about 10 years. Um, and it's all it never disappoints me. <laughs> it's like I was so excited to play this game with you because I hadn't played it in a while. And I was like, I don't know. So I feel like $50 as a retro collector would probably be what I would pay for it. All right. Well, let's move on to the the next portion where I miserably try to guess what it's right. actually selling for. But you would pay $10 for it. See, I know, but this is this is, is, is just, that what you're saying? Me personally. Just, just for the <laughs> Me personally. Just so that I know what you would pay for these. Yeah, experience. I'm just going to okay. say $10. Yeah. Okay. I would I would love to I can pick live this with up. That. See, I would, I would way rather pick this up in like a $25 Konami collection. Oh. Because I, I feel like so you'd bad. get so many good games in there, and that's why it's hard for me to like put a number on it. But yeah, for what I think that the actual Super Nintendo cartridge is going for, like I feel like this is this has all of the right stuff to be one of those crazy ones. And it's it's Konami. It's a fun game. It's super well made. Um, I feel like this is going to be like a hundred and twelve dollars. <laughs> Well, I've got some good news. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I checked the trending price on eBay, and it was uh, only sixty-five fifty-five. Hey, all right, sixty-five fifty-five. So, so it's expensive, of, but it's what, not yeah. crazy expensive. No, but it's still one of those expensive games that, that is <laughs> not just something that you see and go, yeah, I'm going to buy that. You got to yeah, think about that one. You're not you. really impulse buying Sunset no, Riders. No, that's that's a birthday present game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm at the retro game store and it's my birthday. I'm going to buy myself an expensive game. Treat yourself. Right. What it, Did you happen to look up what the Genesis version goes for? So um, so I used a, a site called pricecharting.com and okay. you can see what games kind of are trending for. Um, according to that site, uh, the Genesis version is trending for like $30. Okay. So maybe Um, a little bit more affordable there. But then I saw an eBay price that said it was trending for like $74. Oh, okay. So I think that the Genesis version was the trending price in the Genesis version was actually for like a complete copy. Oh, okay. So I think the cart only for the Genesis actually goes for around 30 bucks. All right. So, but it is, um, it only has like four levels. It has like half the bosses. It only has two characters in it. Oh, there's a versus mode. 
you can stand still and shoot. I don't think the graphics are quite as so you, you good. literally get half the experience for half the price. Yeah, it's the SNES version is a pretty accurate port of what you get in the arcade version, uh, whereas the Genesis version is more like what some arcade ports turned out to be. Where yeah. it's like this is sort of the experience, but not really, but kind of. All right, so hearing that so. it's going for sixty-five and some change, which is not too much higher, but definitely still higher than your fifty-dollar mark, yeah. and way higher than it my me, mark. Uh, what do you have to say? What's the verdict here? <sighs> it's hurting me. Worth it or worthless? That's the name of the game, and uh, I mean, for me, that's oh, too much. That's Lord. too much. Sixty-five bucks, I would have to say worthless. Yeah, I mean, at, at sixty-five, I've got to say worthless. And that hurts me so I much. I, you're like agonizing. You're like trying to like, can we go uh, back? Like, man, it's so, it just, it's one of those things. I don't know how many games in this price range I can say worth it about. I can think of a couple. Yeah. But it really does hurt me because this is a fantastic game. And I would love to see this game re-released. But. All right, Konami, we know you're listening. We know you're big <laughs> fans, and you tune in every other week, and yeah. we're making a call. Konami, you need yeah. to get your act together. Tell me about it. Stop making the slot machines or whatever you're doing these days. Pachinko. Yeah, and start making these sweet collections like Capcom does. But to Konami's credit, they did recently release Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood on PS4. Both are fantastic, and so there is some interest. I feel like that's not the only thing they've put out lately, but um, I feel like it's not completely hopeless to think that Konami is interested in following in Capcom's footsteps in a little in some regard and giving us some of these old games because I think I don't think it's that expensive for them to to put this stuff out, especially for the amount of like love and nostalgia. That's behind a lot of these properties that they have. Yeah. Hey, Konami, why don't you like making money? <laughs> just print the games. Make some money. I don't think it's that simple, but... <laughs> I just said it. Why can't they do it? Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's got to be something, especially with a lot of these older games. And you saw this when the Capcom bundles come out. People were like, why isn't, you know, whatever game in there? And there's definitely, I'm sure, licensing and all that sort of stuff that they have to deal with. But I mean, Final Fight 2 and 3... No, like, is there a game called, like, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs yes. or something like that? Is that yeah. an actual thing? Yeah, it's an actual thing. Yeah. It's a beat-em-up that there's, like, a lot of love for if you People read, like, the really YouTube comments and stuff. That that wasn't in there. I, but I'm sure there's licensing issues. you got to go back to Cadillac and be like, hey, can we use your cars again and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I feel like there should be DLC for that <laughs> that game, though, that bundle. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just, like, pay, like, five bucks to add, like, Final Fight 2 or Final Fight 3 to it. I would probably pay at least $5 a piece or more probably for games that I really <laughs> liked if they put them out. Um, but whatever. All right. Konami, get your act together. <laughs> the rest of you, I hope that you got your fill of Sunset Riders. It's a good game. I hope you find one at a garage sale yeah. or that a bundle comes out and you can you can play it someday. Yeah, for sure. I think that that does it for us. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.